to the place where baby Jesus lay. The angels sang, Peace on Earth, telling us of Jesus' birth.
leave this flock of sheep so we can worship at his feet. Please do not be afraid. Christ the Lord has been born today. this holy baby not to see.
can be seated if you like. We're going to bring our house lights up just for a little bit. This has been just a fun time getting ready for all this and enjoying it. And so what a great time to spend together celebrating the Lord. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We welcome and greet all of you and so glad that you're here with us this morning. And we have a couple ladies. We've been celebrating Advent together, uh, which is just uh, means that an Advent is a coming. And uh, we remember that Christmas is the celebration of Christ's first coming as our Savior and our Redeemer. And then we're looking forward to His second coming. Amen. 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 As our King of kings and Lord of lords and returning. So we're excited about that. But we're celebrating just that what Advent is. And so uh, Joan Thornton and uh, Sue Deal are going to come and read the Advent program to us this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. You ladies are awesome. Come on up. Hallelujah. There you go, man. Get out of your way. It's all right. They need to hear you anyway. I know, but I don't want to hold it. <laughs> I got you. My name is Mike. I'm standing right here. Mike, stand. <laughs> supposed to be I'll be here all week. It's supposed to be solemn. This is solemn. This morning, we light the fourth Advent candle, the candle of love. Christmas happened because of God's great love for all the people. At Christmas, God gave us the best gifts ever. He sent his son Jesus to live, die, and rise again so we could live with him forever in heaven. Although this gift requires great sacrifice, God knew we needed Jesus. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood. Lord, have mercy on us. Amen. <laughs> and, Is that what he said? Yes, just now. <laughs> an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who it heard it marveled at these things which were told them by the shepherds, but Mary kept them all these things and pondered them in her heart. 
Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending the greatest gift of all, your son, Jesus, that first Christmas. He came as an innocent baby whose purpose was to walk this earth in complete love and then to sacrificially give his life as an atonement for our sins. Thank you for your generous love to us. Thank you that you see the abundance in our lives in spite of all our shortfalls. Help us to offer that same gracious love to those we mingle with this Christmas season. Pour your love into our hearts so we can give it away. May others know we are followers of Jesus by our love. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, let me just talk to you for a moment about what this day is all about, about what Christmas is all about. The celebration and remembrance of the birth of our Savior. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 23 reads like this. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary for your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth the Son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. How many are thankful that God's with us? Amen. Amen. So thankful. And I love reading Oswald Chambers. If you don't read his devotions, I'd encourage you to get it and to read through the devotional of my utmost for his highest. But he makes three observations concerning the birth of the Lord, and I just want to comment on those. First of all, he says his birth, talk, speaks of his birth into history. The Holy One that was, that the angel stated to Mary, that the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Jesus Christ was born into this world, not from it. I hope you could hear that this morning. Christ came into the world. He is not from this world. He came into this world. He did not emerge out of history. He came into history from outside. What does that mean? It means that God sent his son from eternity into time for the purpose of redeeming you and me out of time and back into eternity with him. If you're here today and you don't know Christ as your Savior, this life is the only hope you have. But in Christ, he gives us the hope and the assurance of eternal life with him. Now, the other side of that is, is that eternity, every person in here, our souls are stamped with eternity. We will spend eternity somewhere. But Jesus came to redeem us back to the Father so that we would spend eternity with him. That's the gift of God to us. You see, Jesus Christ is not the best human being the human race can boast of. He is a being for whom the human race can take no credit at all. Think about that. That is so powerful. 
He is not man becoming God. He is God incarnate. God coming into human flesh from outside of it. His life is the highest and the holiest, entering through the most humble of doors. We celebrate, you think about that, in a manger, the most humble entrance into the world that anyone could have, and that's the entrance that God chose for His Son. Our Lord's birth was an advent, the appearance of God in human form to redeem man to Himself, the light of the world. And with the advent candles, there's the four candles that celebrate and declare hope, peace, joy, and the love of God and what he brings to us. But then the center candle represents the Lord Jesus Christ himself. That he is the light of the world and that he is the center of everything in our life. And that's where we're supposed to keep him. We're supposed to keep our lives with Christ centered in it. Amen? Hallelujah. So what about his birth in you and me? Paul wrote in Galatians 4 and verse 19, it says, My little children for whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in you. We know that Mary conceived the word of the Lord, and that word in her womb produced the very life of the Son of God. And and, and every time I, I, I speak of this, it always amazes me at how powerful God's word is. And if that ever got down into our heart, that a virgin by virtue of God's word and saying, be it unto me according to your word, could conceive the life of the Son of God in her physical womb. That that word could produce the physical life of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And then I always ask myself, what would happen if I really believed God's word like that? What would happen if I really let God's word become Uh, implanted on the inside of me what if I really conceived his word in the womb of my spirit and allowed the life that it contained to be formed in me that's what Paul prayed I pray that 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 you I'm prevailing for you and praying for you until Christ is fully formed in you developed and that's what God's doing when you accept Christ he's developing his life his nature on the inside of you when the Bible tells us that if any man be in Christ, he's a, a new creation, that new creation's on the inside. Amen? How many wish your new man would come out more than your old man? Amen, me too. Joan was ribbing my old man, wishing the new man would show up. Amen? So watch this. So think about it. Just as our Lord came into human history from the outside, he also must come into us from the outside. But once he comes into our lives from the outside, he's no longer an outside God. We keep reaching out for him. But God, Paul wrote and he said also, he said, God has given to me to declare the mystery. Christ now in you, the hope of glory. Amen. That is so exciting that God has now made a way for his life, the very life of his son, to be back in us, alive in us. The question is, have we allowed our personal human life To become a Bethlehem for the Son of God. The place where he could be burned. You see, we cannot enter the realm of the kingdom of God unless we are born again from above by a birth totally unlike physical birth. And like his birth, we can take no credit for it. You know, sometimes we get saved for a while and we think we're all that and a bag of chips. The reality is we get no credit for anything. It's God that does everything in us. Amen? 
And so we just receive that life and allow it to be planted in us and allow it to grow up on the inside of us. We get to take no credit for it. It's a gift of God given by grace to us through faith. Think about it. Jesus personally declared to Nicodemus. Nicodemus concerned for him, came to him at night and said, Master, they're plotting to kill you. And Jesus just looked at him and said, Hey, Nicholas, you need to be born again. You need to be born from above. And Nicodemus was troubled by that statement. And the Lord just said to him, Hey, what's born of flesh is flesh. But what's born of the Spirit is spirit. And Jesus came so we could be born again. God's Spirit could be birthed back on the inside of us. God breathing His life back into our human form. And us once again being alive unto God. See, the reality is this is not a command. It's just a fact. It's a fact. That without Christ, the Bible says, we're dead in our trespasses and sin. But God's great grace came to bring us resurrection life. Amen? Amen. So good. Praise the Lord. So based on the authority of God, we must receive his life in the womb of our spirit to be formed in us, just like Mary did. The evidence of the new birth is seen in us when we yield our lives so completely to God that Christ truly is formed in us. And once Christ is formed in us, his nature immediately begins to work through us. The gift of his life is transforming us into a child of God. Praise the Lord. I'm going to play a video. How many have ever heard the story of how Silent Night was written? Has anybody heard the history of how Silent Night was written? It's so powerful. And, uh, and so we just want to share that video, and then they're going to lead us in some more worship, and we're going to come back and pray together at the end. Amen? Praise the Lord. Go ahead, guys, if you're ready. High in the Austrian Alps, in the cold and snowy village of Mariafar, a young priest named Joseph Moore had been assigned to the parish. But he walked the streets with a heavy heart. Napoleon's war had wreaked havoc across Europe. Moore had witnessed firsthand the depression of the economy and the suffering of the village where he had once resided. There was no doubt the young priest sought after God's stillness and peace. And it was here, lost in the majestic view of the Tower Mountains, where he penned the lyrics that reached for hope from the holy night that changed the world forever. As tradition tells it, two years later, Moore was preparing for midnight mass when he discovered their faithful organ had played its last note. Desperate to find a song for his parishioners to sing on Christmas Eve, Moore grabbed the lyrics he had written two years before, left his church, and journeyed to the home of his friend, organist Franz Gruber. He showed Franz the words and asked him to compose a simple melody that could be accompanied by only a guitar. And so, on December 24, 1818, Moore's poetic expression of the birth of Jesus was sung by a humble congregation on a snowy, cold Christmas Eve, filling them with the hope of heavenly peace. Over the next century, Silent Night would spread across the world, and then, in 1914, those same lyrics, birthed in the aftermath of war, found their way back to the battlefield. On Christmas Eve, 
both English and German troops laid down their weapons and sang together about God's peace from deep in the trenches of the First World War. To this day, God pours out his gift of heavenly peace to all who will receive it. From high mountains to low battlefields, church choirs to families round the tree, we celebrate the very moment God transformed humanity by sending the greatest gift of all on that first silent and holy night. bow your heads with me this morning for just a moment. While you're there, you know, at this time, something amazing happens. We express our love through gifts. But no gift you'll receive at Christmas can ever come from the outside to the inside to meet the real need of your life. There's only one gift that comes from outside, that gets to the inside to be the answer, the fulfillment. You know, you're here today and people say, what would you like for Christmas? What do you need? There's one thing we all need. We all need a Savior. We all need a healer. We all need a restorer. We all need a deliverer. We all need love. We all need compassion, and we all need His grace. And there's only one way to receive that. That's by allowing the gift of God's Son to come from the outside into the inside to the Bethlehem of your heart. While your heads are bowed and eyes are closed, maybe God's brought you here today for that one reason, so that this day will be the day Maybe you've been in church services all your life, off and on, whatever the situation is. But today, you're ready to make your heart a Bethlehem for God. And you would say, Lord, you can be birthed in me. I want your life in me. I want you to breathe your life again into me. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, maybe there's just one person here today that God brought you here by His Spirit. You might think family invited you, but God only does in divine encounters. He doesn't do accidents. He does divine encounters. You're here today by a divine encounter, and God brought you here to tell you this is your day to make your heart a Bethlehem for Him. Maybe there's just one person that raised raise their hand and say, Pastor Don, that's me. Pray with me. I know God brought me here. Thank you. Is there one more? Anybody else? You know God brought you here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I'm excited for one or for 100. It doesn't matter. Jesus went to a well to meet one woman to change her life because he knew there was a harvest on the inside of her. I want us all to pray this prayer today. Heavenly Father, I thank you today. For the precious gift of your Son, Jesus Christ. Nobody can make this choice for me. Today I choose personally to open my life. To invite you 
to bring your life to me through your Son, Jesus Christ. I believe that He died for my sin, rose from the grave, took my sin, and gave life to me because He gave His life for me. So today I confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I will allow you to form your life in me, in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Somebody give God a good praise. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah.